Percy, you know the old adage that says knowledge is power. Why do so many people run from certain topics in truth? Well, Wayne, Mother McCray always told me this. <laughs> when you know better, you do better. Yeah. And I think, quite frankly, there are many reasons, but at the top of the list may very well be the fear of being held accountable for the knowledge and truth that one is told. Right. Let's talk today about this on this conversation. We're going to hear from a team of community educators who will discuss prostate cancer disparities in the African-American community. The following program is produced and sponsored by City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment, and prevention. Information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. And welcome, everyone, to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae. Pastor P is Director, National Director of Specialized Outreach at City of Hope, and I'm Wayne Shepherd. Percy, this uh, this is a continuation of our discussion last week when we were observing uh, the Awareness Month for Prostate Cancer. The month continues, and we've got more information today. We do. We're going to hear from a team today, headed up today by Dr. Kimlin Ashing. Uh, and her team, uh, and they are part of a coalition and a consortium that basically is creating uh, opportunities for education and awareness in the community around uh, disparities about prostate cancer. Very interesting information that will be presented in this conversation today. And we're going to hear from Dr. Ashen here in just a moment, Percy. So we have an expert to rely on here coming up. Yes, sir. And we're going to get great information. So stick around and understand today that these are people who are in the field, who are doing amazing things and amazing work as we continue to further the conversation around prostate cancer. Okay. Well, before we go any further, let me mention that we have free resources available at our website. You probably know that by now if you're a regular listener, but we really like to feature these. Today, we're featuring Cancer 101. So this primer is available right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com and check out the other resources as well at healthhopeandinspiration.com. All right, we're going to get uh, pretty quickly to our conversational part of the program here today, but let's open with Scripture, Percy. Yep, so our spiritual nugget is found in Hosea, Hosea chapter 4, verse number 6, and it reads as follows, and I'm just going to take a quick soundbite here. It says that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, and today we are going to get our fill of knowledge that is going to help to hopefully eradicate and destroy uh, some things that may be causing people not to flourish and thrive, particularly with regard to the, the conversation of prostate cancer. And in this particular case, some of the dis- the disparities that is taking place among African-American men and prostate yeah, cancer. Yeah, this is going to be very helpful. Okay, if you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider City of Hope with locations from coast to coast. Their team of more than 11,000 includes researchers, associates, scientists, doctors, nurses, allied health professionals, volunteers, and support staff, all united by their desire to find cures and save lives. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about City of Hope or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. City of Hope uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Here's Percy McRae. Well, hey, 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 it's me, Pastor P, and I'm back. 
And today we have a panel of individuals that we're going to talk to about a very important conversation. And I'd like to introduce them to you right now. We're going to have Dr. Kimlin Ashing, Ph.D., uh, Mr. James Morrison and Reverend John McCall, who represents uh, an outreach opportunity to discuss uh, all things relevant to the idea and the conversation of prostate cancer. Dr. Kimlin is Associate Director for Community Outreach and Engagement, De uh, Deputy Director, Division of Health Equities, and Founding Director of the Center of Community Alliance for Research and Education at City of Hope Medical Center. Uh, Mr. James Morrison is the staff member or is a staff member at City of Hope Cancer Hospital in California, works in the Inclusive Cancer Care Research Equity or I care. We're going to talk a lot about that today for Black Men's Consortium. And then we have Reverend John McCall, who is pastor at Bethel Missionary Baptist Church in Pasadena, California. He serves his local community as a spiritual leader and social worker. Uh, and he also is uh, part of this organization. He is a community principal investigator of Pilot Program 3 for the Inclusive Cancer Care Research Equity I Care for Black Men Consortium. Consortium. Welcome, everyone, to the show. How are you doing today? Wonderful. Thank you. Awesome. With that being said, we have a lot to cover. I'm excited to have you here. Uh, this is a platform where we talk about all things related to cancer. Uh, and and how people can be inspired and motivated. And, of course, this is Prostate Cancer Awareness Month, and that's one of the reasons why we wanted to have this conversation, and particularly with the work uh, that you folks are doing. And so with that being said, uh, we want to talk about, again, how to uh, you know focus on opportunities for health equity and improving survivorship care. So first, James, let me start with you, my friend. When we talk about prostate cancer awareness, uh, there's a couple of things that I think is important for people to understand around some key points uh, about this disease, and particularly with black men. Help us to understand some, some some talking points that will be important for us to remember and understand with that. Of course. And, you know, on average, you know, 30,000 black men will hear the words, you have prostate cancer. And, you know, that's unfortunate in the United States annually. Mm. And, you know, black men still hold the highest cancer, prostate cancer burden in the United States. And, you know, it's a very curable disease and we can't have that happen. And, you know, there's a lot of disparities amongst black men, not just here in the U.S., but globally, you know, Caribbean islands, West Africa, we all have share the same genealogy. So, you know, there's something there that we can figure out. And, you know, these type of studies need to be conducted. Yeah, it, it's it's an important conversation. I've had many discussions. Uh, I've, I've interviewed many uh, prostate cancer patients on this platform. And again, you know, what rises to the surface is that, you know, the disparity and the numbers uh, speak very loudly and clearly with regard to being skewed in a negative direction with regard to uh, the black community at large. And so I appreciate you highlighting and bringing those points up. That being said, I want to transition to you, Pastor McCall. You've you've had prostate cancer. You are a prostate cancer survivor, and I omitted to say that in my introduction. So first of all, let me say as one cancer survivor to another, congratulations and thank God that you are still uh, on planet Earth here to declare that uh, in most cases and in many cases, cancer is beatable, it's treatable, and it is survivable. And that is certainly true with regard to prostate cancer, particularly if we can catch that early on. Having said that, Share with us, if you don't mind, how prostate cancer impacted your life, being a, a cancer survivor, if you don't mind. 
Yes, uh, thank you. Um, my father passed away, and when he died, he had prostate cancer. My older brother uh, currently has prostate cancer. Hmm. Uh, and in 2011, as a result of a PSA exam and a digital rectal exam. Hmm. And um, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about yes. that. Yeah, I was diagnosed with uh, prostate cancer, and I was one of those 30,000 African-American men a year who heard that word. Those words, you have prostate cancer. Mm. Um, and I'm so grateful for my background and history and some knowledge that my emotions uh, didn't cause me to become incapacitated to make decisions, uh, that we were able to rationally look at this uh, diagnosis and this disease and to be able to move forward with some um, some actions. Well, and, and, and I'm going to presume that the, the emotional reference that you are, are referring to, and we'll get into this somewhere a little bit later on in this discussion, I'm sure, is around the reaction by most men to the dynamic and the idea particularly of, of uh, you know, basically going to their doctor, having a conversation with their doctor, and then, of course, doing some of the necessary things. Uh, to see and to be screened about prostate cancer. I know when I talk to men, uh, I was not a prostate cancer patient. I was a, a colorectal cancer patient. And I remember telling people that, you know, what I had to do to be examined and, and to be screened. And the average man that I spoke to jumped out of his shoes. He, he just, he, you know, he went into a mental and emotional place with, well, I don't think I could allow uh, a doctor to do that to me. And we've got to change the direction of that mindset because, again, I know for me, in my particular case, and hearing your story as well, that saved my life. My my surgeon and uh, my GI told me point blank, had I waited another two or three months, I could have had a very different conversation. But because it was caught early, there were some symptoms, and then I went to a GI and I said, listen, I need to be scoped. I need something's going on here. I know something's going on. And lo and behold, they found a golf ball sized tumor that was surgically removed. But had I waited or just said, well, I'm not going to let the doc do that to me, we would have a very different conversation. So I appreciate you highlighting and, and bringing some of those uh, points to the forefront. And maybe we'll get into some of that conversation. That being said, I want to shift gears a little bit to, to the doctor on the panel, uh, Dr. Ashing. Um, we, we made reference to in the intros of of this um, consortium called Eye Care, and why don't you kind of give us a little bit of insight of what is Eye Care? It's an inclusive cancer care research equity consortium. Help us unpack what that is and what you do, and and what does that mean for the work, particularly related to you and City of Hope. Yes, thank you, Reverend P. So we are a group that have you know, join together for the common purpose of addressing some of the issues you were just speaking about in terms of the cultural factors, mm -hmm. as well as those factors that are related to society and the barriers that it's created for us in terms of attaining our best health yeah. as Black people in the U.S. So the consortium is... Uh, multidisciplinary scientists, clinicians, uh, advocates, survivors, and we've joined together to address the common goal of improving prostate cancer survivorship okay. to address this disparities that exist. Mm. So we are a group of City of Hope, of course, is part of this group, 100 Black Men, 
the Prostate Cancer Coalition, mm. um, Georgia College, American Legion, Florida A&M University, and of course, Mayo Clinic. So Dr. Odadena and Mr. Merriweather are the PIs of this consortium. Mm. And this consortium is actually funded by the Department of Defense and their Prostate Cancer Research Program. Okay. So... And and I'm excited to hear that. I've I've been having this conversation for years. I've traveled to hundreds of churches, you know, faith-based organizations. I've been on TV, radio, shouting this from the top of the rooftops of we've got to have a much broader conversation around this topic, particularly obviously prostate cancer affects all men of all races and orientations. But again, the fact that the numbers, as uh, James mentioned earlier, are skewed in a negative direction toward the African-American community or black community is alarming and it's concerning. And so to hear this commitment with regard to the eye care consortium is just thrilling and exciting. Having said that, are there any uh, particular or specific objectives for the eye care consortium that, that you'd like to highlight? Yes, because we want to focus on the continuum. We want to focus on prevention as well as from the point of diagnosis. We know that that's a critical period mm -hmm. to hear the words you have cancer yeah. is a moment of pause for men and their families. We want to address the kinds of treatment and the quality of care that the men receive. Mm -hmm. We have a project looking at men who can continue their treatment, um, especially making sure that they adhere to the hormonal treatment um, and the ongoing care at home. Yeah. So how can we bring some of the, the care that they need at home? And of course, our focus in our particular project that James and I and Pastor McCall is working on is on survivorship. Because we know that survivorship is critically important, that the continuity of care, that addressing the, the emotional needs, addressing the follow-up care that, that men need, and addressing the fear of what next yeah. is critically important and understudied and under-addressed. So, and we want to recognize and appreciate the diversity of Black men. So we're looking at African-American, mm. Caribbean immigrants, African immigrants. And in fact, we have a project in Nigeria as well, looking at stress levels and how that impacts the survivorship experience. Wow, wow. So we are very much um, based in the U.S., but also a global consortium to address the needs of Black men everywhere. Um, looking from the genetics to the quality of care and on through survivorship. So we want to address this need from diagnosis that you heard before. Mm -hmm. 30,000 men, black men in the U.S. would hear this word yeah. that they have prostate cancer. Another 200,000 have gone through this treatment. Mm. So therefore, we're addressing the needs of hundreds of thousands of black men who are not benefiting from the best in medical care and nor are they benefiting from good survivorship care. Well, that, that is awesome. And it is exciting to hear that. First of all, I want to applaud you and the and the team and, and the larger consortium with regard to the commitment to this work. Uh, I thank you guys. Um, and what came to my mind when I heard you go run through a couple of other the statistics Interestingly, um, the last time I checked anyway, somewhere in the neighborhood, 90 uh, percent 
uh, in the upward direction of survivorship of prostate cancer if caught early. So it's one of the one of the most survivable uh, and treatable cancers if one ever had to go down the cancer road that, you know, at the end of the day, this is something that can be very much managed and treated in a, in a very successful way once we deal with and have this open conversation and get people engaged around, you know, diagnostics and uh, screenings and et cetera, correct? Yes, and so that's why we need to address the, the systemic barriers that, that men face. Okay. Um, we know that black men, even though they have insurance, are not always recommended to do mm. um, the screenings that they need. Mm. And so we want to encourage clinicians to say, talk to your, your, your patients, especially your black patients, mm. encourage cancer screening, including prostate cancer screening. Men over 40 should talk to their family members to know if there is a family history, because family history, of course, impacts the risk. If you have a family history of prostate cancer on either side of your family, that means you need to pay particular attention and be screened. So if you have a father who was diagnosed, say, at age 40, then you want to start screening even at an earlier age, okay. maybe age 30. So screening is critically important for catching it early. So the Eye Care Consortium is really focused with um, all of our partners, including City of Hope, to address the needs at the point of diagnosis throughout the treatment experience. And our project is focusing on survivorship care, as we said. So developing a template that men can use with their clinicians to get the knowledge that they need on what the treatments were, what are the some of the side effects, because they could attend to that, mm -hmm. what are the follow-up care that they need, and what are some of the health advisories, healthy eating, yeah. more physical activity, yeah. um, tobacco cessation, yeah. if they smoke. Um, and so these are the things that men need to, to know and to be activated so that they can live a healthy, long life, even after a prostate cancer diagnosis. Well, that is exciting and super encouraging. And so I appreciate that. Again, appreciate all of the energy and effort that's being put toward that as we move forward. Pastor McCall, I, I had a thought. And if I can, if I can go back to you, you know, as a community, you know, a spiritual leader, survivor of prostate cancer and a PI, in your opinion, what's required? You know, uh, Dr. Ashen gave us a lot to think about and, and very important information that we need to remember What's required in supporting black men in these crucial phases of conversation and thought around this disease? Thank you. Sensitivity um, and um, being able to share our story um, in a very relatable way. Hmm. Um, I was blessed. You know, my cancer was just starting yeah. uh, and to be able to treat it. And I had a really, and have had a, a great outcome. I'm cancer free. Um, but being able to talk about it, share our experiences, dispelled a lot of the myth uh, about prostate cancer and moved black men from this embarrassing uh, kind of an experience to knowing that you didn't cause this, uh, that right. this was happened in your body. Yeah. Uh, here are some solutions that will help solve it. Um, and as a pastor, I'm telling my members all the time that whatever God has planned for your life, the one thing I do know is that it requires a body. <laughs> uh, and, and and so uh, when you're not healthy, yeah. uh, you're not able to accomplish the mission. Uh, and so how do we deal with these issues prayerfully yep. uh, 
and using advice on each other uh, as a spiritual community uh, and as our relationship to each other to be able to talk and to share and to be open mm -hmm. um, and to admonish each other that go back and get the checkup. Have you had this done? Have you had this done? Uh, this is next. Have you talked to your doctor? Mm -hmm. uh, and to constantly, you know, and to make it a life. I've made this now a lifestyle of every brother I see, wherever I go, I'm bringing it up in the conversation. Well, um, and, and that's where I was going to go right there because, and I've been in, I can't tell you how many churches across the United States, preaching, teaching, doing seminars, et cetera. And I have challenged faith leaders, particularly in African-American churches, that if you don't take the lead on this conversation, then your men are not going to follow. They're not going to necessarily do this on their own or won't be as many that will do as they should, that they need to hear from you. Uh, you know, I've had my prostate checked. Uh, I went to my doctor. Uh, I knew one pastor who basically got so convicted. He basically every year uh, rented buses that he would take his members, men of his church, and they would go to, I guess, a, a clinic or somewhere that they had an arrangement, just if nothing else, to do uh, a PSA. And and I'm going to talk about that just a little bit uh, if, I, if we have time with regard to what are some of the screenings. And I'll get back to that with you, uh, Dr. Ashing, because, again, I think this is a big part of the fear and the phobia and the blockage. Once we have the conversation, then to move men into action, and uh, we'll get to that uh, here in just a second. So I appreciate you taking the lead inside of your local church. You're the head shepherd. You're the you're you know if they're not hearing from you, if you're not telling your story, then who are they hearing that from at the end of the day? So thank you so much, uh, James. With that being said. You know, you're on the team. Uh, you're part of this this work that is being done, and 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 you have an intervention study. Uh, I think it's called Whole Person Survivorship Care Plan to Improve uh, HRQOL. I'll let you unpack that in Black Prostate Cancer Patients. Talk about it, my friend. So, what we have here is the intervention tool that the Eye Care Consortium is focused on specifically in Pilot Project Three, which me and Dr. Ashing do work on is the whole person survivorship care plan to improve high um, uh, quality of life and black prostate cancer um, patients. So the whole idea is like Dr. Ashing touched upon it earlier. You know, there's health advisories uh, such as dieting, exercise, there's follow-up care, there's the whole person. So there's a quality of life section, you okay. know, finances. Is this really, you know, the doctors get an opportunity to see the entire man in that document which can help them later on the, down the line in terms of their survivorship care plan and help the doctor find out what's really going on with their patient and, you know, find ways to help them. Okay. And so with that, with all of that, because now we have the consortium, we've got, you know, Pastor McCall, who's, who's representing the faith community. He's out in the faith community. He's out, you know, kind of encouraging uh, men in his church and et cetera, et cetera. You guys are doing all of this wonderful work, um, Last point, and we'll close here, Dr. Ashing, is what's the call of action here? I mean, how do we get men to get engaged, to work past the barrier of, of a digital rectal examination, uh, minimally doing, you know, a PSA blood draw? Talk about that just a little bit in, in our closing minutes that we have, and we'll stop right here. Yes, of course. It's the screening is critically important, and that's the PSA. So it's a simple blood tests, a little bit of blood draw that can save your life. Mm -hmm. 
And so men need to understand that the digital rectal exam is a part of the screen, but usually that's given after your PSA. Okay. If your PSA indicates that you may be in risk for some kind of prostate abnormality or cancer. Mm. So it is initially just a simple blood draw to measure your PSA, your prostate-specific antigen. It can be tested in the blood. Anything above two, two to four could be suspicious, Mm. and that needs to be followed up on. So it's it's really about life-saving screening for our Black men. And we need our Black men in our community. We need you as leaders. We need you to be healthy. As Pastor McCall says, whatever plans God have for you, you do need a body to do it. And you need a healthy body. (laughs) And so that's what we want to do in terms of saving lives. Get your PSA. Talk to your doctors about it. Get the referral. It's a simple blood test. And also... If you have the diagnosis of prostate cancer, it's highly treatable, highly curable. And we at the Eye Care Consortium got your back. So we are looking at all of your needs, your emotional needs, your physical needs, your spiritual needs, your social needs, how you interact with your family and friends. Mm -hmm. After you hear those words, you have cancer. Those are the things that we're tackling and trying to improve upon so that men can have better quality of life, and better survivorship outcomes. And to that, I say, amen, or so be it, as you know, uh, Pastor McCall. It has been a thrill and a pleasure to have you guys. Uh, What a a tremendous amount of talent and and ability and acumen here that's represented. Today, you have heard from Dr. Kimlin Ashing. Uh, Mr. James Morrison and Pastor John McCall, they are all associated with uh, Eye Care, which is uh, Inclusive Cancer Care Research for Black Men's Consortium. And uh, we'll we'll uh, provide their contact information if you guys are OK with that. If someone would like to reach out to you maybe for more information about this, we'll put that all in the show notes so that uh, you can reach out to these folks accordingly. Today, I want to salute you. I thank you for the work that you are doing. And I am privileged now to be on some level affiliated with you uh, as being a member of the City of Hope team. And I look forward to being able to support and amplify uh, more of the work that you guys are doing. Let's get back together sometime later and talk about some follow-up or whatever is new going on with, uh, with your work, guys. And with that being said, God bless you. Today you have heard... Uh, this information on health, hope, and inspiration. I'm Pastor P. Until the next time, God bless. And we're so grateful for Percy bringing that information, those experts to us here today during uh, Prostate Cancer Awareness Month of October. We're going to continue to talking with Percy about this in just a moment here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. But we are excited to announce that Health, Hope, and Inspiration and Abide Meditations are teaming up to make a premium subscription of Abide's mobile app free to this community, to our HHI community. Abide makes Bible meditations delightful. You can learn to meditate in five minutes a day and rest peacefully with Abide's Bible-based sleep stories. Here's what you do. Text HHI to 22433 for a free subscription. You can quiet your mind and relax your body. Text HHI to 22433. Again, HHI to this number, 22433. And we believe you'll be blessed 
and encourage the Abide Meditation. Free subscription. That's wonderful, Percy. Thanks for making that available to uh, Abide, and thanks for your part in that. Absolutely. My privilege and pleasure, my friend. Hey, did we ever learn a lot today, huh? Wow. What a conversation. I've had the privilege of previously meeting Dr. Ashing in some other scenarios and situations, and now here today, her team, which consists of Mr. James uh, Morrison and Reverend John McCall, and you know, we were introduced to a community outreach program partnered with City of Hope Hospitals called I Care, and that was the first that I was aware of this outreach. And uh, I Care is an acronym for Inclusive Cancer Care Research Equity uh, for Black Men's Consortium, and the consortium, you know, it's it's a multidisciplinary. Uh, a group of scientists, clinicians, advocates, survivors who have all basically joined together to address the common goal of improving prostate cancer survivorship and address any disparities that exist. And what we learned is there there are quite a few disparities that are associated with this disease and the African-American community. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, we're so grateful that this group exists. I mean, how necessary and how helpful to have them thinking and working together for this cause. Yeah, and they're just a small part of a much larger team that was outlined uh, by Dr. Ashing, as she mentioned to us. Uh, But some of the things that were, you know, highlighted, and then I went and did a little research as well just to kind of familiarize myself with a little bit more. And according to the NIH, uh, it basically uh, also says that, you know, black men uh, are disproportionately affected by prostate cancer around the areas of early, earlier presentation of the disease, more aggressive of forms of the disease, higher mortality rates versus uh, their white counterparts, have less access to pet, uh, prostate cancer treatment, mm-hmm. and experience longer delays between diagnosis and treatment. Those are all sad and these facts, are, aren't they? Absolutely. Uh, and so all information that needs to be made aware to the public, certainly to the African-American community and men at large, as we continue to understand that this is a disease that is highly treatable And it is highly survivable when caught early, you know, five-year survivability rate, Wayne, as we learned even in the last broadcast Mm -hmm. uh, and interview, uh, north of 90% survivable and treatable at the end of the day. Made better by early detection, though. Correct. So, again, uh, we go back to the conversation of early screenings and diagnostic work that needs to be done. And, you know, uh, Dr. Ashen kind of stepped through uh, and reminded us a bit about that. You know, again, a simple blood draw, a PSA is what it's called. Uh, Any man can do that at the end of the day. We need to have that conversation. But, you know, some of the other things that she and her team reminded us about with regard to the Eye Care Project is, again, they're working on survivorship and continuity of care while addressing the emotional needs. And I think that's a big factor right there, Obviously, sure, yeah. And follow-up care that men need, which she states is understudied, Hmm and under addressed. And that's part of the coalition and consortium's work there uh, uh, that they're doing. And and quite frankly, not just in California, but across the world and even in parts of Africa that yeah. they're doing this study. And I thought yeah. it was amazing. Yeah. So what's the message to our African-American brothers here? Well, you know, the, the message is clear. First of all, 
uh, we need to have a relationship with our with a healthcare professional. You know, we need to go see a a doctor on a regular basis. I know I, I'll try to be somewhat of a spokesperson. You know, I I go see my uh, treating physician uh, from a cancer perspective at least once a year. I'm now on an annual rotation to check my blood work and so on and so forth. But I see my uh, family practitioner four times a year. I go four times a year to have blood work drawn, to check all of my, you know, cholesterol, weight, et cetera, et cetera, and then do a PSA. I do that once a, 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 a quarter. I, I draw a PSA draw uh, once a quarter so I can just keep an eye on that. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of in the older category now. I'm not I'm not 40 anymore, <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm making sure that I'm keeping my eye on that and making sure I'm following that accordingly. So have a you need to have a relationship with a, a physician. You need to see that physician on a regular basis. And I would suggest, Wayne, and I, I know this is going to sound weird, we need to become advocates among ourselves to our family. There you go. Our friends, yeah. our coworkers, that we're asking them. And I know I've done this. I've asked my friends, hey, have you had, you know, uh, uh, a PSA done? Have you had your colon uh, checked? You know, because at the end of the day, it's, un it's an uncomfortable conversation, but it does bring that to the top surface of awareness and that's the point of this exercise for Prostate Cancer Awareness Month and one of the reasons why uh, this show was recorded with this group of people who are out in the community educating around uh, prostate cancer awareness and disparity uh, within the African-American community. Yeah, well, if we care for our friends, uh, why not uh, have that kind of honest conversation and uh, feel free to ask that honest question of our friends as well. And, you know, it's so often we, we see these doctors as, you know, very efficient and very intellectual and fact-based. And it was helpful to hear that Dr. Ashing has personal experience with this that's driving her. Yeah, it was interesting, and I was not aware of that until we got into the conversation when she talked about the fact that her dad had passed away, wow. and 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 he had passed away while having cancer. And so, obviously, there is a a a, a huge emotional personal commitment on her behalf. And and you know, I think I don't think that the obvious needs to be explained, but I'll just highlight the fact. She she's not going to deal with prostate cancer as being a female, but she has taken on the burden mm -hmm. uh, of this kind of emotional commitment to the community, to men, based upon what took place with her dad. And so I think what is important to highlight here is that we need everybody to get involved in this conversation. We need everybody to, you know, I was, uh, I kiddingly say this, I was telling a good friend of mine about, but yeah, did you see what, you know, LeBron James did the other night? No, by the way, I just had my PSA done. How about you? So just <laughs> weave that into the conversation so that, you know. That was like, smooth, hey. by the way. I like that. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> and just keep moving right in that direction. I think that it becomes imperative upon all of us. Uh, and even if we are not members of the African-American community, and I think that it, it needs to be stated, this is a conversation that needs to be had with all men yeah. of all races Absolutely. and all nationalities because prostate cancer does impact us on a very high level. But as we heard today, uh, for various different reasons, uh, on a much higher level uh, in some negative skewed numbers, the African-American community has some disparities that we need to really address. But we need to herald 
this call among all men across the board. Uh, please go and do a PSA and make sure that you're checking your numbers with regard uh, to your prostate. It's important. It really is. Well, thank you for bringing these expert voices to us today. We really appreciate it. Now, in conclusion, we do have this free resource, Cancer 101. It's just a starting point of what uh, may be a helpful uh, uh, line of resources at the website for you. So just explore those, Percy. They're available free of charge. Absolutely. And this resource was designed for that very purpose, just to kind of give people some starting ABCs of of entering into the space of cancer conversation. I want to change this notion of referring to cancer as the big C. Right. I, it, it frustrates me to no end, particularly for those of us who share a faith around the concept of Christ. Yep. Uh, we've got to make a decision that either Christ is the big C or cancer <laughs> yeah, is the big C. Right. Like and that. so at the end of the day, I'm putting a capital C on Christ and I'm putting a small C on cancer. Cancer 101 will help you to get introduced into the conversation of what cancer is, how it works, and some things that we all should be familiar with, my friend. And during this Prostate Cancer Awareness Month of October, if you missed last week's edition, you go in the archive and listen to it there, and you'll you'll learn even more about what we're talking about here today. So, Percy, God bless. Uh, Hosea 4.6 was the verse you chose. I I see the, the connection now. Thank you for your yes. sensitivity to that. Yeah, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. But as I like to say, I'm going to give the Percy McRae translation now, but not this group of people, okay? Because <laughs> now we know more, yep. we know better, and we will do better because we now have more more knowledge and information. So again, we will not allow ignorance to drive us into a place of apathy or inactivity because we now have more information to work with. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, but not the health, hope, and inspiration group. Praise God. (laughs) Percy, you're doing good work. We thank God for you. Thank you, my friend. With that being said, remember, folks, as we continue to go along and talk about information, having knowledge, it's work, right? It requires time and energy. So I want to encourage you to continue to keep chopping the wood because I know we've got work to do. God bless. We'll talk to you very soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment, and prevention. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment, and prevention. Our hospitals in California, Georgia, Illinois, and Arizona are dedicated to making a difference in the lives of cancer patients. Our team of more than 11,000 includes researchers, associates, scientists, doctors, nurses, allied health professionals, graduate students, fundraising specialists, marketing professionals, and volunteers and support staff, all united by our desire to find cures and save lives. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialist about questions you may have about your treatment options. City of Hope is dedicated to tailoring a combination of cancer treatments to the needs of each individual patient. From advanced genomic testing to state-of-the-art technologies and evidence-informed supportive care therapies like spiritual support that target cancer-related side effects, comprehensive services are delivered by a team of cancer experts. Our national network also includes many clinical care locations, offering consultations and other medical services in a convenient outpatient setting. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.